Betsy Orton with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories from good people doing good things in their community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is reti- retired Lieutenant Steve Maddox and his wife, Elaine Maddox. Elaine is a Dallas Fire, has been a Dallas Fire Rescue Chaplain for 11 years. Um, they've been married 44 years. Uh, Steve served with Dallas Fire Rescue for 37 years. Elaine actually started her career with Dallas Fire Rescue, volunteering with uh, them almost 40 years ago, and she created and implemented countless programs for firefighters and their families, including the annual Easter egg hunt, Firefighter Appreciation Day, family seminars, and more. She has received awards from the Dallas Fire Rescue, Texas State Association of Firefighters, and the International Association of Firefighters. Thank you so much for joining me today, Elaine and Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, for those who don't know you quite as well as I do, tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, your work with Dallas Firefighters, and how you came to be where you are today. Well, actually, whenever I I was teaching at Dunville High School, and my wife wanted to stay home, and I knew I couldn't afford on a teacher's salary, and and Dallas voted for a raise for the firefighters and it was almost a double uh, bump in my salary. So I went down, had never had a desire to be a firefighter, went down there, got the job. And when I went through training, stuff like that, when it was over with, I thought, this is my calling because I've always wanted to help people, always wanted to solve problems and stuff like that. And uh, it's the best 37 years I've spent with the fire department. Every day I really enjoyed coming to work not one day could I think that, oh man, I don't want to go to work today. It was the best job I could ever gotten. Yeah, um, my involvement with the, the Dallas Fire Department happened a little bit differently. Um, as, I, as I said before, I married a, as I've said before, I married a teacher. I didn't know that my husband was <laughs> going to end up being a firefighter, but the fire department's been a real blessing to our family. Um, I got involved in the fire department in on August the 21st, 1981. Uh, we had There was a house fire in Dallas and we had two Dallas firefighters that were uh, killed in the line of duty. Uh, I was teaching at the time and had gone and had dropped off my daughter at a babysitter and started to work and heard that there were two Dallas firefighters that died. They gave the approximate location and they were trying to get in touch with the family. Well, I knew that that was the area where my husband was was stationed. And so I stopped, it was before cell phones, knocked on the friend of ours door, woke her up. Um, you know, she let me use the phone. I called the station. They had just gotten back to the station and uh, just, uh, he said, I'm okay. So when I walked out, of the, out that day, he had only been on the department for about a little over a year. And when I walked out that day, I thought I've got to find some wives that their husbands do the same job. And so, because of that, I joined the auxiliary to the Dallas Firefighters Association and really got involved and just found a lot of commonality and brother or sisterhood among wives of Dallas and moms of Dallas firefighters. That's remarkable. Tell, tell me a little bit about the work that you do as a chaplain with Dallas Fire Rescue. Um, the work we ha- we do as, as chaplains is very multifaceted. Uh, we not only work with the active firefighters, but we also work uh, a lot with our uh, retirees and try to help them as needs come come become available or things that they need uh, have taken care of. Um, as far as what we do with active firefighters, of course, we, we do we do funerals, we do weddings, things that you, you think of um, that traditionally a chaplain would do. But probably the thing I like most uh, in working with firefighters is really coming alongside them when they have difficulties, either difficulties or their greatest joys. Because um, 
I, I did, it's just it's just very rewarding. Uh, the firefighter, um, I know the Dallas firefighter gives a lot of themselves. Their families give a lot of themselves to the profession itself, and uh, so I feel like that when things happen in their family, they deserve the best that the department can offer. Um, and that's that's kind of a little bit of what I do, and, and so I try to I try to take that into I try to take that into everything that I do. So no phone call is too I feel like no phone call is too difficult for me. But I have to add that I have a whole slew of people, uh, firefighters and others who come alongside me uh, when we have things happen or on a normal day, which makes it even more enjoyable what I do. Um, so there's just there's a lot of different facets to it. We speak at different social events. Uh, we we kind of consider ourselves in the chaplain's role as representatives of the department, and I have a great command staff to work with. That they're just they're great. So that that is wonderful, and I mean, what what incredible and rewarding work. And right. so I mean, question: what what has been the best? What was the best thing for about being a firefighter for you, Stephen? What what is the best thing about being a chaplain for you, Lane? I think the best thing about being a chaplain is being able to uh, to serve other people. I think that, and I think that commonality is the characteristic that runs through throughout the fire department. The, the main desire firefighters have is to serve other people. And I really think in the city of Dallas, the citizens realize that because at different times, the city will put out uh, questionnaires or things about the most respected department. And most of the time, the fire department ends up being that department. So during the worst times, uh, the, the firefighters answer to the citizens. And so I hope that during the worst time for a firefighter that, that myself and our department can answer to the firefighters. And Steve, what about you? What was the best part about being a firefighter? More than anything was just helping other people. Uh, you develop a family oriented time at the fire station. You get to know people. They're your second family because you're there with them one third of your life. And it's and trust me, there's great times and there's some bad times. Just like your brothers and sisters, <laughs> you, you you fight like that. But when the bell hits, it doesn't matter if you just had your biggest fight with your your fellow firefighter. It's over with. You go do your job, and then when the job's over with, you may continue, you may not. But uh, more than anything, I think it's when you get out there and you see people that are hurting, people that are in need, and stuff like that. Being able to just help them, be able to solve their problems. I mean, they—they they, it's funny, they don't train us totally. you It's on job, the training. People call you for stuff that you've never been trained and you sit there and you better figure it out. And that's that's what I enjoy more than anything because I've got a math degree and I love solving things. So, but <laughs> yeah. that's it like that. And, and so you're sol you were solving for X every day. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. I mean, people ask me, so well, how did you know to do that? I said, just get out there and do it and if it works you hope it works if it don't work you try to find something else but it, it just it was just a rewarding career for me and you know with my wife being the chaplain and stuff like that she's being modest I mean she's she works 24 7 this I, you know if you call in the middle of the night she's gonna answer phone she's gonna call you back within one or two minutes she's on that phone a lot but you know I accept that because I know that she's needed and, she, and what she's talking about, she has a lot of people, uh, like if someone has passed away, had a child that passed away, she uses that person 
later on whenever some another firefighter might lose a child and she's great at networking she's got i mean there's she doesn't do it all she's got a group of people but she knows that group and she knows who she can go to and i mean uh like i said earlier uh, they're not going to get rid of her because she's a she's <laughs> she added to me and I think you'd be asking anybody in the department she's probably the most valuable person there is there because uh, when we have needs when we have emotional problems when we like that because you know it's it, everybody goes through emotional problems she's able to help them go find somebody that can help them you know so it's it's just a been a rewarding career for me. And I know for her, it's it's very trying at times. I mean, I, I told her, I don't want to do your job. <laughs> there's no way because I, I couldn't do her job to walk in, you know, when there's really a, a death in the family, you know, I'm the one that goes sit in my head in the <laughs> corner. She's the one that just goes over there, grabs your hand and follows you. And so her job is a whole lot more important than I think my job ever was. And, you know, whenever I went to retire, you know, the, the guy said, you can retire, she can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and obviously you all both do, do such incredible work. And I mean, that, that is kind of a question there because so often firefighters are seeing people on one of the worst days of their lives. They, they really are. Um, but then in turn, when you're seeing those firefighters and they're talking to you, you're talking to people who deal with people on the worst day of their lives and they're having a ter just a really tough time or something like that. How do, how do you deal with that? And, and how do you, um, what do you do to, to help them and to comfort them? I think what Steve said, what, that's what one thing helps is the fact that I, I liken it to this. I liken it to the, the, in my brain, I have a file drawer and that drawer is full of firefighters that have gone through experiences. So once, a firefighter, I feel like, is, is kind of moved a little bit along in whatever experience they've had. I'll go back to them and I'll say, if we have another firefighter that experiences this, would you be willing to walk alongside them with me? And uh, and that really, I mean, that's, I don't ever feel, let me put it this way, I don't ever feel like I do this by myself. I've got a, you know, Steve's a great support system. He's good about telling me when we need to get out of town or when I need a break or whatever is going on. <laughs> that's 44 years of marriage yeah. right there. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I, but I think that that's really the beauty of it is is the fact that in in the, the and I just see myself kind of as a conduit because we have a great department and we have people that are willing to pretty much do anything whether it's it, you know you have a firefighter in the hospital and they make a customized blanket for them or do a meal for them or whatever we're doing the guys are out there and they're willing to help each other um, as far as my role in it I try to look at each family as an individual. When I get, when whatever their situation is, I mean, we have we have basic guidelines in the chaplain's office, but I try to I try to look at them as an individual, and I think I can probably safely say that I probably never handled any two families or any two firefighters the same way because everyone has different needs and they have a lot more they have a lot more strength and they have it in them. I feel like a lot of times I just kind of help to bring that out. So, and like Steve said, we have resources where we can help the firefighters who are who uh, have extreme counseling needs, who need certified counselors. Um, you know, we have that resource too, so. Well, and you had mentioned, you had been obviously working with the auxiliaries and been an incredibly supportive wife for, for so many years, still are, uh, but have been doing that in a volunteer capacity. What what switch flipped 11 years ago that, that, <laughs> me, that, that, that took you from volunteer to a full-time employee with the Dallas oh, well. Fire Rescue? <laughs> okay, well, this is the way it, it, everything kind of happened. Uh, my youngest daughter was going to get married, and I was looking for something just to kind of do. 
And so I went back to, I had, when I was teaching in Duncanville, I taught sixth grade, the gift and talented program. So I went back to some of the teachers and they're like, I don't know if you really want to come back into teaching. And so one day Steve came home and he said, Elaine, they're hiring fire inspectors and you, you like interacting with the public. I mean, I think you'd be interested. This might be something you'd be interested in doing. And so I put my application in, I did the civil service test. I put my application in and honestly, I didn't think I'd probably get the job. I mean, I was in my fifties, um, you know, and I really, I mean, I really didn't. And, um, so, so they, um, you know, I mean, I went through the whole process and then had the opportunity to, I had an opportunity to work in uh, fire inspection. I did that for about three years and I really, I mean, I enjoyed that too. It's good interacting with the public. And because I had an education degree, instead of just saying, this is what you have to do and we say it. Then I tried to, I tried when I did my inspections, it took me forever on most of them, but I tried to explain to them, this is why every code we have in the fire department, every fire code is written because something has happened. And just letting them know, we want you to do this because. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of the way it all got started, right, Steve? Pretty much. <laughs> but I knew that, that uh, she'd probably be in inspection for just a period of time because of her history, because she technically was doing chaplain work way back. And from about 81 on, she kind of helped the chaplain, who was actually the Dallas firefighter chaplain, do things for, with him and stuff like that. So she learned a lot. So it didn't surprise me whenever that ch the chaplain opening came up that they grabbed her because you know it wasn't like she uh fix and learn a job she already knew the job you know and so it worked out fine because i mean she just stepped in and went on and a lot of people think well gosh she hadn't even been on the department three years and you're gonna let her be a chaplain but they didn't know her history but once she got in there and started helping people they went wow now we understand why they hired you you know so i knew inspections she didn't know this but i knew inspections would get her in there but I knew that eventually that they would put her in the chaplain's office probably because that was her calling. It's always been her calling because I think in order to be a chaplain, it's gotta be a calling. It can't be because you just wanna be a chaplain. You better be on the call because it is a 24 seven job. And if you don't wanna do a 24 seven job, you don't need to be a chaplain because you know there's two chaplains in the Dallas Fire Department. There's over 2,000 members. That's a lot of people to be taking, and that's just members. That's not talking about retirees. So you're talking about three or four thousand retirees. So you're, you're, she's taking care of about five thousand people. You know, not every day, but if they call, she's going to be on the phone. So you know, it's and so it, it it's been rewarding for her. I know because if you could only walk beside her you would really see what she really does for the families. I mean, it's it just to me is amazing. That's why I just sit back and I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that she can do what she she does. And I'm, I, I leave her alone now. She asked me my <laughs> advice, I give it to her, you know, and I tell her, well, you might want to do that. But overall, you know, it's been a calling for her. And she's, you know, I know she's gonna have a hard time retiring because that's her life. That's what she's enjoyed doing. She, you know, and she, she, she's great at it. That's all I can say. And that's why I just, hey, you know, she always says, don't you think I need? And I said, nope, that's what you like to do. Keep doing it. So, <laughs> and, yeah. and, I, and we have three daughters and they've been, I've been able to be involved in what they've done and they've been very supportive and they've gotten nicknames 
from firefighters up through the years, you know, because <laughs> we, we made those we made those Thanksgivings at the station, the Christmases at the station to have lunch and so in and, and periodic. But I, but I thought that was important, too, because I wanted them to see the people that were protecting Steve and those people were it's kind of like he's at way at the fire station, but that's part of our family. So um, that was that was an important factor. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the first part of my interview with Dallas Fire Rescue Chaplain Elaine Maddox and her husband, Dallas Fire Rescue retired Lieutenant Steve Maddox. Please tune in next week to hear the second part of our interview. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickeys.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.